Hello, hello. Good morning, everybody. Uh, well, we've got to get rid of that bit there, don't we? All right, there we go. Good morning. Hey, good to see you. Good to see you online. I can see a few of you right now. Hey, good morning to Alison and Aaron. Great to see you. Thanks for joining us this morning. Crew, fabulous Friday. Aaron got the coffee going on. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat, folks. Hope you're all awesome and well, wherever you are. There's Tim. Tim, how are you, mate? Alison, let us know where you are, what you're up to, folks, on this fabulous Friday. Thanks for joining me today. As we uh, as things warm up, I'm just going to quickly uh, do the little intros. If, uh, if you don't know already, my name's Jason Witten. Most of you know that. Most of you are the regulars, but if you are new, if, you are, if you've just recently joined our mentoring or coaching program, you found us in the chat, then uh, welcome along each day, often, mostly, <laughs> mostly, pretty well. We've been doing this for about three and a bit years now. Each day we get together, a few crazy crew, maybe just like you, who are keen on creating wealth, using real estate, and uh, we get together and have a coffee and we have a chat. So uh, thanks for joining us today. Make sure you put uh, a little reminder in your uh, calendar for that one. Join us as we go. Along the way, you know, I try and share a little bit about what I've learned over the last 20-plus years coaching property investors, 25-plus years investing myself, 10,000-plus investments owned by my clients across Australia and New Zealand, along the way, might have learnt one or two things and uh, I get the privilege to share a little bit of that with you guys each morning. So hopefully, uh, wherever you are, whatever you're up to, um, you're uh, you're doing well. Kevin, all the way from Florida, good to see we've got some international guests as well. Good morning to Luke. Tim's all the way from Rocky. Cold. Well, it's it's a heat wave in the north and it's cold in the south, Chris. <laughs> well, there you go. Hey, listen, you guys have heard me talk about this one before. Uh, and today, I wanted to see that. I might run this out. Today, I was going to talk to you guys about the, the stages I have seen property investors go through when it comes to the stages of creating wealth. And I'm going to sort of tie in some uh, bit of touchy-feely today. Not too much, but we'll just get in there and we'll have a bit of a look. So you guys have heard me talk about this before. Some of you have. And if you knew, you might not have. Um, the three stages of investing, property investing. Tell me, in the chat, some of you know, in the chat, what are the stages we talk about all the time here at Positive and the stages that I've noticed over the last 20-plus years working with property investors, just like you, that we go through when it comes to the world of investing, all right, property investing particularly. Um, but, uh, you know, what are the three stages? I've put them up there on the, uh, I'll put them up there on the board. Tell me in the chat if you know what's going on. Uh, Rose is a bit chilly, she said down there um, in Melbourne. <laughs> well, there you go. We just saw yesterday our crew in Melbourne had, um, you know, our crew in Melbourne had jumpers and, and, and jackets on and in Queensland wearing shorts. Look, I've got my shorts on um, and, uh, and T-shirts. There you go. All right. Well, listen, 
few of you are jumping on there. Rose, you know, accumulation, consolidation, lifestyle, accumulation, consolidation, retirement. There we go. Excitement buying. Okay. There you go. Uh, what? Snow in the mountains and at 36 in Sydney. Anyway, things are crazy. Enough about the weather. Let's talk about property. <laughs> the three stages, uh, accumulation or acquisition, um, the idea, the first stage we all go through is we need to buy some things, buy the properties, the number of properties, the value of properties, or assets. This can be an asset of any description, but we're a bit mad about property investing. This is the idea where we get into it and we buy. And you guys know there's a lot of moving parts in here, a lot of moving parts in acquisition. It's quite frankly, the hardest part. The hardest part is getting started. The hardest part is knowing who to talk to, uh, when to talk to them, what to listen to. It can be confusing. And most people don't get past this stage, unfortunately. Let's talk about the acquisition stage because what I do know, what I do know, seeing thousands, tens of thousands of property investors' portfolios, if we want to get to these other stages, this is what we can call a consolidation stage. And over here call this the lifestyle stage, and we'll talk about that in a second, right? If you want to get to this lifestyle stage, which um, for most of us, let me ask you this question. In the lifestyle stage, what is your expectation? What do you want from your investing? What do you want from your investing? So this is kind of the mechanical conversation. Put it in the chat for me right now. You do all this stuff. And over here, you're expecting what? What are you expecting your investments to do for you? And this is 99.9% of investors. Boom, passive income. You want a passive income, all right? Over here, what you want is you want your assets to go to work, make you some money so you don't have to. Options, uh, yeah, like totally, Tim, all right? That passive income gives you options. And if you dig deeper into it, what does it give you? It gives you more choices, it gives you more time. We're going to talk about that in a second. You want it to give you a passive income. You need to know what it is, you know, how much, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But let's look at this. To get to this passive income for most investors, most investors, yeah, there you go, provide a full wage and you want your assets to be low or debt free, Okay. Now, there's a little balancing act there, um, depending on how many assets you have, will depend on your debt uh, levels, okay? Uh, but we won't talk about that complication today or that um, thing today. So you need to get some assets. What I do know, on average, uh, you can chuck it in the chat for me right now. Uh, what? Give me a number. Quantify this number for me. Quantify your passive income. Quantify this stages of passive income. Here's what I do know. A lot of investors I talk to say, I want a passive income, and this is where Lucas, um, right, a passive income from my assets uh, between $100,000 and $200,000, and I want my assets to be low or debt-free, okay? 80 grand right there. So 80 grand, 100 grand. There we go, 150 grand. You can see the numbers, all right? So what I do know, if we're talking a 15 to 20-year time frame, we've had this chat many times, team, haven't we? We've had this chat many times. 
Buy well, never sell. You've got to buy some good stuff. You've got to keep it for long enough, all right? And along the way, you've got to make sure you do the things you've got to do. Do some debt reduction, do some renovations and add value, maintain the value of your property for its rental capacity, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So 15 to 20 years, get to this passive income, call it between $100,000 and $200,000. How many properties based on some very, uh, very conservative numbers? What's the minimum amount of properties for us to get from zero investments over here to this passive income? This is just mathematics. You can do it as in the value of the properties, like the, the, the beginning value in the acquisition, or you can do the number. But tell me, how many properties or value of properties do we need to start with? Anyone know the number? Because we've done this before. Um, we've done this before. The mathematics of how many properties, value of properties do we need to get hold of in the acquisition phase, folks? All right. Anyone know? Which doesn't include your own home at this point in time, okay? Um, but it can, right? So absolutely 100%. It's about five properties or about $3 million worth of real estate. So five or three. Yep. Boom, there you go. Allison, away you go. So at the lower end, $100,000, you could probably get away with sort of four to two million, maybe three to three properties to two million uh, at, the, at the higher end. Um, exactly. And then there's some calculations, right? You're dead right, Luke. So, but here's what I know. Here's what I know. Less than, less than 1% of the Australian population, 25 million people, less than 1% ever get anywhere near this, okay? So, we need to understand psychologically and a little bit of today, um, emotionally, what drives us to, to stay on track because, you know, when we talk about 15 to 20 years, I don't know about you, you know, when I was 25 or younger, if someone said, wait, hang on, hang on, Jason, all you got to do is buy something and wait 20 years and you'll be sweet. Like, tell me in the chat, how did you feel about waiting 20 years when you were 25? Oh, I don't know about you. I wasn't waiting 20 minutes for anything, let alone 20 years. But that is the, that really, when it comes to buy and hold, Passive income real estate, time is your number one. <laughs> Never waited. <laughs> number one. Time's number one, folks. All right? So we need to get five or more investment properties. Um, yeah. Debt-free is a difficult part, Tim. It is and it isn't, Tim. And this is the thing. This is what I find, folks. Tell me. Tell me right now. What is the... Uh, What's the general length of a mortgage, e.g. the bank will give you a loan and that loan pays itself off um, in how many years? How many years to pay for the property to pay itself off, folks? Put that in the chat. You know, now, if you get your numbers right, um, 25 to 30 years. You know, And this is kind of like in this acquisition phase, we're not going to dive deep into this part, but... You know, three to five years interest only, and the last 25 years needs to be principal and interest if you want it to debt reduce that way. So that's the passive debt reduction strategy. 
or an active debt reduction strategy, you can do something like you can sell one of your properties. What, Jason, you said never sell. Well, sometimes that might work for your debt reduction strategy. Um, yeah, absolutely, Luke. It's hard to pay debt down the first 10 years. Yeah. So this is, it's, it's this balancing act, right? And this is where psychologically you've got to keep going because the first 10 years, Luke, is not about debt reduction, is it? The first 10 years is about acquisition, okay? The, the, the second 10 years will be, will be this, this um, it's not linear, okay? It's not linear. Your rental income goes up and your debt starts to go down pretty quickly depending on what you're doing with the spare passive income, okay? So you're dead right. This the first 10 years is, is the hardest, okay? So we want to get over here. We want to get to this section over here. We want to get to where our wealth and our rent and our passive income up, uh, and then we want to get our debt as we go along to go down, okay? We know this. You guys, yeah, <laughs> rather than get more debt. Yeah, yeah. So over here is the opportunity where there's equity, there's value, and, you know, that is kind of, you know, the 20 to 30-year plan, right? How can you accelerate that? There's ways to accelerate it. We've chatted about that in the past, and I'll chat about that again more in this year as well. How do we what, – what, what's going on here? Okay, what's going on here? So there's the general overview, and let's just talk about something – in here that uh, I think is pretty cool, this overlay, let's call it an overlay in here, when it comes to these stages, okay, these stages of, you know, our asset building. Acquire the right assets, maintain, manage, and maximise in this consolidation phase, right, maintain, manage, and maximise, and then passive income structured, very well structured, tax efficiently structured, okay, tax efficiently structured to get the most out of it, you know. And I've chatted to you guys uh, in the past, I'm going to do it again this year, you know, there's four places we can have tax-free, what, Jason, what did you say? There's four places you can have tax-free gains as an investor uh, and there's, um, there's one place you can get tax-free income. So, to be smart, to get the most out of your acquisition, you have to be structured well in your way you own those properties, structured well in how you finance them, and structured well in your strategy, your psychology to go the distance, but also your emotional capacity to go the distance. What keeps you on track? What drives you forward? Okay, that sort of stuff. So what overlays this, if we overlaid our three stages of acquisition, there's actually three stages um, of um, emotional investing, okay? So what's the first stage? So let's forget about the acquisition, okay? Um, and most investors I talk to, I'm like, what do you want your investing to do? And they say, replace my income, okay? So if you didn't have an income, you couldn't survive. So the first emotional stage Okay, the first emotional stage of investing when it comes to these three stages is the stage of being able to get by, to live. You need money to live, all right? 
in the acquisition stage, are your assets able to do that? No, you have to put your salary, your income, this exchange in that stage, okay? That in this middle stage, in this consolidation stage, this is where um, a lot of us, me included, uh, do things for other people. Tell me in the chat, beyond yourself, so yes, I want my income to be replaced so I can, instead of exchanging my time for my life living, I can be, uh, I can get my passive income from my investments to take care of it. So what happens then? So the next part, when you've got yourself taken care of, tell me in the chat, who would you take care of next? What is the next stage in this three stages of um, investing uh, in emotional investing, right, or the emotions of this investment process? Put it in the chat for me uh, right now. Um, there's kind of like, um, you know, an example of these things. So you make sure that you put your own face mask on first, and then when you're financially secure or, or yeah, boom, Tim's straight onto it, right? It's kids, it's family, it's people, and this next stage is when you have got your money sorted, you start to help the people you love as the next stage of your financial wealth and money journey. That's what 99% um, of investors do, which is brilliant. You take care of you. You take care of the people you love because you've got resources to do that. Uh, and the third stage, which um, Tim's chucked in there already, the third stage is legacy, right? Legacy. Legacy. What legacy when it comes to you've got enough assets, you've got enough money, um, whatever your definition is, what, what are you going to do? And you don't have to, but many people do. Many people are um, inspired to pay it forward. Um, what are you going to do? What's your legacy part? You know, um, And a few of you guys know this. Many years ago, I read this book called Leaving Microsoft to Change the World. Um, I love this book. Um, and, uh, you know, since then, my legacy piece where, you know, taking care of my personal needs and my family, you know, helping all the people around me that I love, you know, financially as well as with opportunities, you know, my legacy piece, you know, now, you know, for the last close on 10 years, I've been building schools uh, around the world. And, uh, you know, we're up to 17 schools. We've got three libraries under construction. You know, there's over 6,000 kids go to school every day, which is kind of cool, right? What is the emotional part that will keep you going on top of the practical part? You know, buy the things, make sure they're working, make sure you get the money out efficiently, et cetera, et cetera. What is it for you? What, what's driving, you know, the people you love, stage two, you know, the legacy you want to you wanna create or pay forward, stage three. Anyway, there you go. Hopefully, hopefully that made sense this morning with our Wealth Coffee chat. Um, yeah, there we go. Two minutes past 8.30. Usually we finish around 8.30. Sometimes I get a bit distracted with our conversations, but hopefully that made sense. Let me know if there's any questions you've got. Um, please feel free 
to put them in the chat either now or later, even if you're watching the replay on this, uh, you can uh, put the questions in the chat and I'll be able to see them uh, a bit later on. And um, and uh, good question, Alison. Wealth, Wine and Wisdom back on today, folks. If you're still here, join Andy and I this afternoon. Big kickoff, big kickoff this afternoon for Wealth, Wine and Wisdom. Um, and uh, it's going to be fun. We've reorganized and re-engineered the show. Join us for some wine. Andy Fenton, financial planning and finance expert extraordinaire, is joining me on Wealth, Wine and Wisdom. We're going to have some couple of glasses of wine. We're going to debrief the week, folks. We're going to talk about what's been happening out there in the world. Let everyone know. Let everyone know. Let everyone know, Alison. <laughs> anyway, there you go. All right, folks. Thank you for joining me, uh, done and dusted, for this week's or this, yeah, this week's Wealth Coffee Chat. Join me next week, um, 8, 10 each day for another Wealth Coffee Chat. Until then, you guys be awesome, be well, and uh, bye for now. That's it. Over and out. <laughs>